let's talk about it. And welcome back to Thick Radio, the podcast where we talk about gaming and everything in its orbit. I'm James. And I'm Tim. So let's get into it. Today, we're joined by a special guest. You should know them and you should love them. Today, we have Henry. Hello. Hi, Henry. How are you, my love? I'm doing very, very well. Thank you, fellas. How are you two doing? Oh. Good. Good. It's, I'm sure you might understand this because uh, you, you're a bit of a Brit in the accent, as we can determine. It's been a little humid as of late, so it's uh, not my favourite time of year, I must say. No, it's been, I mean, it's gorgeous weather. I'm very glad to see some sunshine. My plants are doing very, very well. Okay. But at the same time, clothing has recently become a bit of an optional thing in my house, oh, yeah. I have to admit. Oh, yes, absolutely. And isn't it true? Isn't it true that like you guys don't have like central air over there? Like you guys don't have air conditioning? No. Um, no, but um one of my family members is an air conditioner and has recently fitted air conditioning to my house. Oh lovely. So I am blessed that some of my rooms have air conditioning, which is very, very nice. Georgie. I mean it's the same in Australia. We've got air conditioners in every room and every house, but uh, heating is is no. No. So what's the, like, in, a, in an Australian winter, how cold does it get? Um, I would honestly argue, like, the coldest I ever felt it when I was, like, walking to school one day was, like, seven degrees Celsius. And I remember feeling really fancy because the air would come out in front of me. And, you know, you do the fake smoking thing because you think you're really funny. Like, oh, like I'm smoking. Yeah. Um, okay, so that must be, like, the equivalent of, like, 32 degrees over here. Let's do a quick calculation on the phone. C to F calculator. Seven degrees Celsius is 44 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, please. That is not cold. That is barbecuing weather over here. I mean, I have seen people walk down the street in shorts and flip-flops when it's 40 degrees outside. I mean, I do have to say that I think like seven degrees is pretty much British summertime at its finest. To be fair, weather. Mm. I'm still out in singlet shorts and thongs. It hasn't stopped me. That's a very Australian thing to do. I mean, the and we love to see it. We love to see it. That we do. And listeners, you know, we're going to encourage you at the end of this podcast, you know, you will, of course, get the opportunity to hear where you can find our lovely guests uh, on social media. You should very much check them out because they are rather, uh, is the word porky, porcine, spherical, chunky, maybe, chubby? Maybe. A shape of the spherical variety, let's okay. say that. Somewhat of a plus-size person, one might describe yeah. them, looking adorable as they do. So we will encourage you, of course, to do that at the end of this program, as per normal. But to Timothy, I will ask, yes. what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about what it's like to be new to the gaming scene, which we I don't think we've ever dedicated a whole episode to that before, so... No. Well, I mean, we've, we've certainly gone to the extent of explaining formation of the gaming experience, how we went from where we were to where we are. And I think we've certainly touched on with many of our guests, that sort of impetus, that moment of decision. And in fact, we, we've definitely touched on that recently with our Lurker episode. So we certainly address that this moment of being new and being transient happens, but we've not really taken the opportunity to really dive deep 
into that experience. And to our dear darling guest, Henry, we're going to be talking with you about that today. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Let's do this. Well, first things first, Gail, how how did you discover the gaming community originally? So I'm pretty sure I was when when we first talked about this episode, I went back in my brain having to think of, you know, what what was it? And I'm pretty sure it was when I was honestly about 12 years old. I was quite young and I, I got this Halloween costume that was like a skin tight lycra um outfit thing and I used to, I had like I was a bit of a, a sporty person when I was younger and like I still am I still enjoy my sports and I used to put a basketball in this costume and walk around with it like and pretending it was my belly and and that sort of like got me hooked on this idea of having a being bigger and having a big belly and all of that and then as I grew up I Obviously, on when you're on YouTube, you can type in anything these days and something will pop up. And I'm pretty sure I'd look up like larger dudes, larger men. Um, and then from that, I sort of found the word gainer and feeder and the whole gaining community and feedism as a whole. And then from that, found lots of other little kinks like a male pregnancy and vor and all of that. And then from that, then I found grammar and I made some accounts and here we are today. Wonderful. And what was the kind of timeline for you between discovering this notion of gaining and then actually deciding to take the plunge? Mm. For me, it was something that happened quite quickly. Um, I've always been a broad man. You know, I've always had a very, a very strong stature about myself, always been, I'd say on the, on the larger side, I was always, you know, a fat kid and a fat teenager growing up. And I said, so I think it's more this thing that I took this thing that everyone would say, oh no, that's, that's not right. You shouldn't be that. And it's only when I started to lose weight that I sort of realized that no, my confidence lies in this. And there is something about me being bigger that makes me feel good about myself, that makes me feel confident. Then I then sort of, I guess that then turned into what, gaining and that sort of then as the hormones kicked in it became something that I sort of get turned on with and enjoy and find pleasing as a whole that's beautiful I mean Tim were we or were we not just talking about that exact thing when it came to lurker to gainer it's this moment of it just you realize that this is more than just I want to do this because it makes me feel funny downstairs and actually it becomes this full personable experience that it just it, it it's transformative it's transformative yeah. of so many aspects of your life yes physically duh but like emotionally intellectually sexually spiritually socially it just it, it does so much absolutely and <clears throat> it's a it's just a, you know feel free to make an age joke here james but it's funny when i hear someone talk about like how they originally found the gamer community i was like oh i was about 12 and i'm like and i was probably like 22 at the time and like i discovered you know gaining the, the gaming community in the days of dial-up before youtube before we had google chrome like i was on netscape for christ's sake like <clears throat> It's just, it's just funny to me when I hear people talk about discovering it at a young age and, you know, but I mean, I was 18. So that was, that's still young. 
What, yeah. what Tim won't tell you is that back in those days, you had to ride a little standalone bike which was connected to a little jumper cable, and as you pedal, pedal, pedaled, it generated via friction the necessary energy to power the appliances in the home. Sending, sending a pigeon to your lover, definitely, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Now, now, Tim would have absolutely sent a pigeon to his lover, technology or years or decades be damned, because Tim is very much a deep-seated romantic. Yes, I am. I, and I would probably... You know, write the letter with a you know, on a piece of parchment with a feather ink quill and all that shit. Like, yeah. So you've told us a little bit then about that moment, that impetus, that decision, which is great, and that's part of what we wanted to ask you as well, because of course, that decision to start, what leads to it, what drives that, you know. So thank you for sharing. Um, the thing I suppose I would want to ask next is, you know, what's the most surprising aspect of gaining? that you've encountered so far and and to that point how long have you been gaining for uh, i mean i am one of those people that personally actually gaining is a full-time thing that i do that's a daily occurrence for me i'd say about three years um sort of the second year when i was at college which because I, I didn't i didn't do the normal school thing i did something that's slightly different to some people um so it's about my second year that I was at college that I was like, you know what, um, this is something I did. I was in a relationship at the time and I was like, I want to explore this. Um, but really, probably since I was about 14, 15. How did your uh, partner handle it when you said you wanted to explore it? He was very much, he was like, it's okay. Because we explored lots of things actually together. But he was very much like, I, I I like you as you are, as you are now, I think. And because he wasn't in, he wasn't into it at all in the end. And the relationship ended up did ending in the end. And um, we were both sad about it, but I was, I very much came to the conclusion that this was such a big part of me and part of who I was as a person that I, I wasn't willing to give that up just for a good penis, you know? At the end of the day. One Amen. hundred, one hundred listeners. Take note. Girl, how old are you? Get official I am, I am 22 years old. This bitch is 22 years old and she's spitting straight truth at you. Listen. I'm not going to lie. There's been a lot of trauma to get me to this point, but it's been worth it, you know? The trauma t- gives it flavour. That's all it is, girl. Yeah. <laughs> it seasons the chicken at the end of the day. Seasons the chicken. Absolutely. But no, absolutely. No penis, no person is worth it to truly sacrifice this very crucial, critical part of yourself. And at 22, you figure that shit out. My God, there are some of us that are in our 40s and not, cannot get our heads around it. You mean us in our 40s? <laughs> You're not even 30 yet. I know. Thank you for reminding me. That I'm young. She's young. She's young. Young. I'm young. I'm thin and, and gorgeous. Thin. <laughs> <laughs> um but to to that original point what is what is the most surprising aspect of the gaining journey that you've encountered thus far i think it's how positive i feel as a person from it all i think in years gone by i think i i would i would struggle really in a, in a quite high amount in terms of how i felt like i had to do it to feel good about myself where sort of now it's sort of developed into this thing it's like no, I I love myself and I will continue to love myself in every stage of my gaining um, life. I always said career then, it's not a job, but it, sometimes it feels like it is. But um, yeah, so I, and it's that thing of like, 
my body and what I do gives me confidence and gives me more gratification than like you know reading a book or anything like that that um someone would feel good about that's how I feel about my body and when I step on the scales and the numbers go up even sometimes when the numbers go down I'm like you know what that's okay and let's move forward and clearly something will change and we'll get bigger from here I need to get to that point because when I step on the scale and it's not showing me the numbers that I want I start to get pissed off I'm like what the fuck I have been like I you know and I've mentioned a thousand times by now that I don't have the biggest appetite and like when I have when I stuff myself it is literally a struggle because I'm like my brain is telling me no (laughs) you don't want this anymore but then my body's like yeah I do and so I get really frustrated when I don't see progress the way that I want to see it I got to get to a point where I'm okay with either plateauing or even losing a pound here and there. I yeah, I'm in the same boat. I've I've made this point before on the podcast. I feel like gaining is better termed rather than gaining weight. It's gaining perspective. It's gaining proximity to the life that you want. And the life that you want, you're not always going to be making upwards and perfect progress. It's like the conversation on like happiness and joy it's actually a bit toxic to focus on making your life all about being happy because you cannot physically be happy all the time. And to disregard the ability to be sad actually harms us emotionally. We need to weather the climate versus the weather. The climate overall is heading in a positive direction. The weather will change day to day. Similarly, our weight, it'll go up and down, but ultimately our journey is a positive one moving forward. And I think one thing that I often feel is that me as a gainer what I look for in it is how I feel about my body less about what the number says far more about how how my belly feels how my legs feel how my ass feel how my arms feel you know when I'm happy with how they look the number to me is irrelevant over the past few weeks the numbers have been going down a bit I've had a lot of stress where it's been very difficult but that doesn't mean I'm still not loving the way I look you know and I think that's something that's taken me a very long time to realize. And it has literally been over the past maybe six or seven months. But recently, sorry, my laptop keeps going off on something. But recently I have just been feeling really confident in it and really happy with how I look. I totally understand that because just a couple of nights ago, I, I had, I guess, a sort of personal revelation. It's like I was, I, I was, I was very baked, you know, I'll admit it. Um, and I was watching TV. And I was laying on the couch, just relaxing. And I kept noticing that like, I kept putting my hand down like on my underbelly. And I was like, there's more there than there used to be. There's more of a curve than there used to be. Like there's definitely more space now. And I just couldn't stop doing that. <laughs> Can we have a conversation real quick about how like this community loves to be like, oh, you made burgers, that's great. How many kilos? How many pounds? If you can't numerically tell me, then you haven't made progress. And I'm sat here like, I don't know how to tell you that I've gained weight because I refuse to look at the scale. For me, the scale is very triggering. It's at up, down. I'm not there yet. But you want to know what makes me feel good? Knowing the fact that when I first started gaining, I was literally skin and bone. Like I had a role by virtue of the fact that like my organs had to fold over something when I was sat down. It's now a constant mound permanently. And when I was first fat and first gained weight, it was pure hard. And don't get me wrong, she's still a ball gut. She's still very firm in many ways. But recently, if I take little videos of myself, that underbelly is pure jiggle. It is pure softness. And I'm like, oh, it's happening. Oh my gosh, it's incredible. And I've described it like this before. Gaining to me is like a motherfucking kind of surprise. 
you are here for that chocolate. You do not know what the toy is going to be on the inside, but you know it's going to be a joy no matter what you get. And I feel like that's where we all need to get with our games. Um, I did want to ask, did you seek advice from anyone before you took the plunge to start gaining? Originally, no. I just sort of went in and I've always been very lucky that um, I've always had a very um, good amount of friends and sometimes relationships from uh, from the community. And I think that's then, so I guess in terms of advice, it's like I've always had friends that I can turn to and say, I'm feeling disheartened about this or I'm really enjoying this. Um, and then that has then helped me kind of go, you know what, yeah, I, I have advice and I have people to turn to and I've got friends inside this huge community that we have in terms of the kink and um including the gainer community sometimes i think people think it's a small community it's really not it's quite a big community we've got lots of people out there that we can turn to and ask advice about oh yes and you know again referring to a a recent episode tim you know i i've made this point the the uh the onslaught of dad bods and this appreciation for the dad bod no maybe these people wouldn't be considered gainers but when you look at like the fringe of the universe that is the gaining spectrum like beyond gaining you've still got just like a generalized love and value for plus size bodies and that actually comprises a fuckload of people both gay and straight people who are perfect civilians who just like their guys a bit cuddlier and in a world where Alfred Molina is finally made a sex symbol, I, you know, like, I think things are trending in the right direction. Oh my God, Alfred Molina. So listeners, Tim introduced me recently to the Feud series with Susan Sarandon uh, and Jessica Lange, which was fabulous. Um, obviously, I know Alfred Molina being a millennial from the infamous Spider-Man 2 film, which was fabulous. And he was a bit thick, but, you know, not huge. And in Feud... He is just a butterball with this delicious looking double chin, belly overhanging his belt. Just like, oh my God. Mm. We love it. We love to see it. We we do always love it. Mm. Just finger looking good. Girl, absolutely. Um, Genuine question here. How has your life improved since you started gaining? In, in, In hundreds of different ways. I'm... I have to be honest and say, like, it has made me feel, I, I, when I was sort of younger, I was on the brink of some very awful things happening to me. And gaining has always been the steady thing throughout my life. When I've been on the brink and been wanting, you know, to end it all, gaining has always been there and always been the thing that I can turn to. Um, you know, it's always been the thing that if I feel, if I look in the mirror and I think, oh, I look awful today, this is might sound a bit... Um, like egotistical of me, there's always someone on Grumman that's going to say you look good. And there's always going to be someone there that's going to say you're, you're attractive. No, man, no matter what you look like, there's always someone there. Um, and for me, that's always then like helped me through things. And, you know, if I'm feeling crappy, I'm just going to stress eat all day. And, and then it's like, oh, well, then I also get to gain some weight. So it's like, for me, gaining has always been that thing that has been there, supported me and made me feel confident about myself and made me feel like, you know what? Yeah, I am a sexy big boy and I love the way I look now. And I, I, I look back and picture myself and I'm like, if you only knew the joy that you're going to have in a few years and how you look and how you feel, that's what I, that's what gaining has done for me. It's just massively improved my 
mental health, my even some in some way my physical health. It's made me kind of go, you know what? Going to the gym doesn't hurt. Maybe you should go a bit more, you know. And you know, I was just saying to James the other day, um, what something that I think is just the sexiest thing on earth, right? Is a big boy who has confidence, swagger walks in, owns the room, doesn't give a flying fuck if there's a couple of bitter Twinkies in the corner making fun of him, like does not give a shit about any of that. Just owns his body, owns his sex, like sexuality. That is the hottest fucking thing in the world. 100%. It's not even arrogant. And it's funny because when a man is bossed up, he is a boss. But when a woman is bossed up, she's a bitch. You know, when a thin, fit man is walking with swagger and confidence, why wouldn't he? He's sexy. But when a fat man does it, he's arrogant. He clearly doesn't know what he looks like because he's such an ugly, fat piece of shit. How could he possibly hold himself in any kind of high regard? And it's very much that cultural norm that gaining actually actively works to break. We are a part of fat liberation in this moment. So I love this narrative, this conversation on how talking of confidence is just, it matters it matters and it changes the fucking world like it just does and i think it also makes people kind of look at larger people in general more than just the gay community and kind of in this terms of yes i have done this to my body by choice but it's still this thing of like i've done it also because it makes me feel good it makes me happy it's just going to the gym also make me happy yes and I do go to the gym once a week and I, I still love, I love working out. I love the way working out makes me feel. Do I also love the way stuffing myself full of like 10,000 calories make me feel? Absolutely, you know? So it's like, it's the yin and the yang. Gaining makes you always, will make you feel good, in my opinion. Absolutely. We are humans, we contain multitudes. We are not monolithic notions. We are complex and we are all things in one. You know, we touched on this with health before obesity by itself is not inherently unhealthy and there are many people out here who are skinny who don't bother with the doctor because the world tells us skinny is healthy so they're out here eating junk food doing lines of coke smoking doing all sorts of things ain't got no problems so why would they bother fat people are expected to be healthy yeah and with gaining especially as you know you're going to become larger you're considerate of what you're putting in your body yeah I mean, None of us necessarily want to become diabetic like tomorrow. And if we do have a specific hint for that, then you know that's your own thing to do. But like, we're out here trying to be thoughtful about how we go about and do the dang thing to sustain it for as long as possible. Yeah. And I, I think that's something that I think only very recently, I'd say maybe in the past year, this sort of shift has happened in the game community of it's like health over kink. For me, I'd rather date someone who is larger and healthier then for, like for me, the first turn off is laziness. If you were just going to sit there and do nothing all day, I'm like, absolutely not. I want someone who's a go-getter, who's going to do something with their life. And so for me, it's like, yes, I go to the gym. And yes, I'm a fat man running on the treadmill. And yes, it's probably an absolute shocking sight to see, but I love it because it makes me feel good. And that's the most important thing at the end of the day. 100%. And it's not shocking because we've all seen the Santa Claus and we all know that one scene where he's on the motherfucking treadmill. On repeat as in, the ch- in my childhood. Just on I repeat. Burnt through the VHS tape. Mm. I burnt Every the- time I've ever gone to the gym, I've never been lucky enough to see that. I've never been able to, like, when, uh, the gym that I go to, I guess it's just, it's, you know, your typical, like, um, 
30 something you know who's like just a little bit out of shape and is working on it or or the huge muscly guys that just want to keep on getting bigger i never get to see some gorgeous uh blubber bouncing about on on the treadmill well tim i will invite you to the gym i go to and i'll show you what it looks like because <laughs> it's two minutes of running and then just me sitting on the side out of breath for about 30 minutes but you know, that's what it's like. There you go offering a demonstration here on the podcast. How how courteous, how kind. For me, I'll never go to a gym because as a James, if I went to a gym, that'd be incestuous and I'm not about that life. So no, thank you. Um, we do have a listener question if you're, if you're prepared, if you're ready for it, girl. Bring it on me. Bring it on. They ask, is there anything you wish people had told you about gaining before you started? Yes, many things, many things. Number one. Don't be a whore straight away. It's not worth it. You're not going to get anything from it. Sometimes having some modesty, it helps. Second thing is expect it to go up and down. When I was a little like 18-year-old Henry walking around the streets thinking, oh, in two years, I'm going to be a 700-pound blob in mobile and not be able to walk. No, it's not going to happen. It takes time. It takes development. And number three, enjoy the journey. Just enjoy it. I think sometimes so many people, they all they strive for is that end goal, that they forget to love who they are at that very point. A few years ago, all I would have said is, I can't wait till I'm this big. I can't wait till I'm over this number. And it's like, now I'm saying, I can't wait for that. But at the same time, I still love who I am now. And I can't wait for tomorrow's feeding and the day after and the day after that. So those are the three things that I, I just wish older Henry came back in time and said, younger Henry, sit down and listen to these things. You know, do, do I regret making an OnlyFans? Absolutely. You know, it's not something I'd recommend. Don't do it. If you're out there, don't do it. It's not worth it. You'll make about 20 quid and it's just never worth the time. Never worth the time. Oh my gosh. Just spitting straight fire today, aren't you, Henry Girl? Mark? I am. I've had quite a bit of gin and it's gone straight to my head. Maybe that's the trick. Maybe that's Tim, have we missed a trick here? Do we just need to feed our guests booze before they record? They're more than welcome to drink all they want. I mean, I I love a good um like semi-tipsy interview. I think it's great. <laughs> yeah. And that's what we've got today. That's what we've got going on right now. Fabulous. No, do you know what? On on the, the subject of the OnlyFans, um, it, it's probably one of the few things that irritates me. I understand the, the, the point when you put it out there to your followers. If I made an OnlyFans, would you subscribe? But like, if you've got 5,000 of them, chances are the answer is yes. If you've only got 100, maybe not. But no, you know, it's, it's, I, I love hearing his perspective. And as you said, you're, you're a young person yourself, you're 22, you're beginning to establish yourself, you're on your journey, you're making your own way. You know, you're, you're clearly coming from a perspective of this is your experience and this is your take on things. So I think that's good. We should all in the community be more prepared to have these conversations. In many ways, I feel like where the sensitivity comes in is because people don't really want to have a discussion. People either want to just be affirmed for what they do or be left alone. Yeah. And what it really comes down to. I, think, I, think there's, I have to say there's always a place for that in this community. Because I, I will never say, you should need to be posting a picture of your face. And like, I'll never see that. If you want to stay private on in this community and you just want to kind of lurk about and sort of like that, that's completely fine. I do want to ask you one last question, which is this. What are you most looking forward to 
on your gaming journey? So many things. I think the biggest one is obviously to get bigger and to see how why this journey takes me in terms of gaming. And, you know, I'm sure if this podcast is still going, you know, five, ten years down the line, I'll come back and we'll see what I look like then. But, um... Ooh, that'd be know. a fabulous new series, wouldn't it? Like, where, yeah. are, where are they now? <laughs> yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. I think it's, you know, I'm, so that's obviously something I'm really looking forward to. Um, hopefully meeting a lover. Um, no, anyone out there, I am single. I am, you know, would love a relationship. Um, and to, to make friends as well. Some of my closest friends I've met have been through gaining, have been through the gaining community. Because um, I'm, I'm a strong believer of those are the people that I can be my 100% self with. So I, I, I always love it. And I'm always really like, you know, I love talking to them. We have great conversations. Um, and so I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to meeting new people, have new experiences. Um, I would say at the time of filming, I'm very looking forward to going to my first Grom off. I've never been to one. And I'm very looking forward to going to one. I'm hoping to go on hopefully either this year or next year, depending on location and stuff like that. I'm really looking forward to that. And so, yeah, I'm sort of looking forward to seeing, seeing where this journey takes me, seeing what happens. Um, and, you know, I'll never say never to anything. Um, if the um, opportunity comes up for me to become a, a you know, a £1,000 slob that sits there all day and just eats, I'll take it. And if the opportunity comes that, you know, I get to 400 pounds and I stop gaining there, that's the opportunity I'll take as well. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to see where this takes me, what happens, how big I get, how, how thin I get, who knows? I could lose all this weight and become a, you know, a bodybuilder. Who knows at the end of the day, anything is possible. Oh, Henry, thank you so much for all of that today. It's been a pleasure having you. Where can people find you online? You can find me at Piglet1997 on YouTube, Twitter, and Grommer. Oh, marvellous. Well, look, thank you so much for that. But that is a wrap for now here on Thick Radio. Please remember to like and subscribe, rate us five stars, and leave a good review. If you like this episode, the podcast, or just us in general, share it with your friends and encourage them to tune in. You can find me on Instagram and beefyfrat at Stanham. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and Beefy Frat at Thicky Mouse. And you can look us up on TikTok at Thick Radio or our website at www.podpage.com forward slash Thick Radio. And if you want to submit any questions or ideas for episodes, you can reach us at thethickradio at gmail.com. So until next time, bye fats. Bye fats. Bye fats. Let's talk about it. Radio is a Patreon and Enter app podcast produced by Stan and Vicky Mouse. Next and Master by Stan. Our artwork is provided by Lucky Two. Our theme song is provided by Body by Train.